What's up and welcome back to Unfiltered and Real. Like always, every time I get on this mic, I have a ball of energy that I just don't know what to explain about. I'm your host, Jalen Benjamin. Like always, I love you guys so much. And then you got this other fool over there on the other side of me. I'm going to sound so bad that I'm going to tie Well, if you went to sleep. I feel like I'm in a classroom with these bright. (laughs) Interrogation? Jesus. You know... Since the the last time we recorded it, when oh Jesus, I made that noise. When was the last time we recorded it? Wednesday? Thursday? Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday? Since the last time we recorded Wednesday, I found out that Pence's um (laughs) No, you found out yes. I found out yesterday that he's acting president and Donald Trump just refuses to leave the White House. I just don't know what to say about this man at this point. Like, I feel like he's gonna be tech- giving out them nuclear launch codes. Yeah, and then he won't. He don't. <laughs> they're trying to take the nuclear football away from him, and he just. I don't think he's him. He's made so so much. That's still, he's still president still of the United like, States as terrorism. He's a terrorist. Yeah, he's a terrorist. But if the government were to go and kill him, they would be a terrorist. This is literally the worst president we had. Like literally. Well, he's the only president to get imp- impeached twice, so. Why does he have to go out like a five-year-old? Like, he's having a whole temper tantrum right now. But honestly, do you expect anything different from Trump? Like, this man is 70-something, 80. Like, you are, you are old, man. You should know how to act That's like a five-year-old. But it's like, we're honestly to the point. It's like, I don't know what else to do with him. Like, put him in a dark room, close the door. I just don't know. Like I'd be, I'd be trying, you know, and I'd be trying to. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all for a second because it's unfortunate and real. But I'd be trying my best to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes, like I'm like, you know, maybe he going through something. Maybe, and then it's just like he just keeps not helping himself. It's like he just keeps digging his hole deeper and deeper. Like okay, the, the capital thing that I was wondering. Mm-hmm. No, the capital thing is a whole. He tried to assassinate the president, the vice president of the United States. That's terrorism. That's the main thing. Then you saying you gonna resign? I'm not loving power. Okay. Then now you not trying to leave the White House. And then you trying to export goods out of the White House that belong to the White House. Now you not even trying to leave the White House. Taking pictures off the people wall. Taking pictures off the people wall. This is what people fail to realize when you're president of the United States. And you live in the White House. You live in the people's house, for one. That's our house. We we pay money. We pay our tax dollars. We keep those lights on. That's not your house. So don't go inside my house stealing my paintings off the wall. That's now, very disrespectful. Sometimes in my lifetime, I like to see my paintings yeah. on the wall. Over here taking Lincoln down off the wall and stuff. He probably went in the bathroom and tried to take some of them napkins. I'm telling y'all right now, if I ever go to the White House, I'm taking me some of them napkins. I am. I am. They are. And you you know they're the real ones, too. No, you haven't been on that field trip. It's one of these mansions over here in Florida. It's like a pink one. I ain't never been in no mansion. It's like this train conductor. They got them good old napkins. Is it the Flagler Museum? I think it's a Flagler Museum. Yeah. They got them good old napkins in the bathroom. Shoot. We taking the napkins as kids. I don't see. <laughs> that's gonna be a, that's gonna be me at the White House. You like, know the White House napkins gonna be real because you have you cannot go to the White House and not not take something like you have to go and honestly take them. So I'm telling you, I'm just gonna have a little bag stuff them in, I stuff them in my pocket and stuff like that. 
But all the same. My house of kidney, what? So do you have something that belongs to us? No, I don't. But I just don't understand what to do with this man no more. What to say to this man. What to, like, I don't think nobody, like, I'm at to the point now where I just don't care no more about Trump. Like, this has been four years, like, literally four full years. He only got eight more days, not even eight no more. What are, he gets, Biden gets um on Wednesday, it's his inauguration. So it's like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four more days. I'm so happy I don't work Wednesday. Let me tell you, this TV right here is going to be on. I'm going to be sitting right there watching all day, all day, all day. I want to see. I cannot wait to see this inauguration. I can't wait to see the turnout and how these Trump supporters make that. there be something we could do? I get like to be president still. But he's been a peace charge. He's not suit to be anybody. Well, that's why um, Pence is now acting president. He's, Trump is still president. It's not like Trump doesn't have any power, but Pence is just acting president. So he's really the one making all the shots. That's why that thing I read last night. Literally on Wednesday, not even Tuesday, we go in the war. He starts a war. Maybe that's why he's not trying to give the It's like it's like you know how 2020 just couldn't leave without being like even more fucked up. That's the same thing about Trump. Like he's just not gonna leave without doing one last thing. Like he has to do I one last thing. People think the Capitol was it, but it wasn't. He, something else is coming. I feel it in my bones. And I said, <laughs> I said something. Oh, you trying to play with me? Oh. Something bigger is coming with this man, and I'm just really worried that I'm worried for himself because I think honestly, no, I'm gonna say this because you know I said this before on this um show before before Trump went into office, I used to like me some Trumpy Trump. I thought Trump was a really, and I still think to this day he's a he's a really good businessman. I will never take that away from him because I think that's one thing that he's so great at. He's a businessman and he got us out a lot. He did a lot of great things for us while he was president. But I just, I feel like in the process, he lost himself. Like, even though he said all those stuff, you know, I do think he had people in his ear, like them Russians and other people. So I think he lost himself in this whole process and in these last four years. So I do feel bad for him on that account because I do feel that it's just like I say with all these rappers all the time, your front man should never have to go down with the ship. You, everybody else should always go down besides, you know, the front man, because they're the one bringing in the money, making the faith. But it's like Trump just got hit at every angle he could this whole four years. Every day you woke up, something was getting thrown at Trump. And I just, I honestly do feel bad because I do think, you know, he was a very different president, but he definitely did do a lot of great things for us that most presidents haven't in the past. You know, the black people's cool with him. He wasn't coming for us when he was running for president. He was going after the Mexicans and the Muslims. He was like, can we finally get a break? That fourth year hit, his last remaining months. Mm-hmm. He had no care this year. Mm-hmm. He just didn't. He didn't care at all what was going to happen, what was going to be the takeaway. And I think really more so after the election, and he's seen that Biden was going to win and like, you know, all that. Well, you know, Biden stole the election. You know, that's what them Trump supporters say. But I really felt like and I've always said this. Trump knew that he lost. I think the whole thing about saying, you know, 
oh, they stole it from us and they no. did that. That was just all he knew he lost. He knew he lost. Although he won his presidency, the thing is like he lost the popular vote twice. Mm-hmm. The majority didn't really like yep. him. So like especially with everything going on before the like you know November, mm-hmm. we were seeing everything. So we was really serious about it. So we had to make a change to get him up out of there. This ain't no shock. Nobody rigged the election. You just wasn't fit for us. That's why we need to start dating presidents, you know, for a couple months, feel them out a bit, see, okay, you good for us? Not Not dating presidents, but we do date presidents. That's why they call it campaign. That ain't campaign don't mean nothing. We need to see you on the chat for maybe four months, please. See how you do, see how you act. We cannot realistically do that because... That's what, what that's what the campaign's for. During the campaign time, that's when you date your president. No, campaign time is when they is lying to you. Your president is a cheater. Oh no, nah, I don't got no other hoes. Oh mm-mm, mm-mm, I ain't like that. Once they get sworn into office, they a new person. Let me tell you. Come Wednesday, Trump will no longer be president of the United States. And sadly, I think the world's about to get a lot more boring. <laughs> Good. We need some more. We need some dough. I don't think I'm steady. like I don't know the next time I'm gonna yeah. be able to turn on my TV. Like think about it, the last four years, every day there's been something going on. Yeah, like people. this is about to the world is about to be so boring. Like we're gonna be sitting around like dang, wonder what Trump doing today. I don't like that camera. I don't trust him. Cam Even my gut, I don't trust him. Okay. Leave Cam Cam alone. We don't gonna, don't do camera. Biden, Biden too. I'm not suspicious. Yeah. You don't like Cam. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Y'all leave Cam Cam alone. What you going to see in these four years. We, they going although he talking about his people, Biden talking about his people. I, I, don't, I ain't forget the crime bill. I ain't forget the stuff Biden used what to say. President, but what president has it, honestly? Like every president has a Obama had a pass. He had a pass, but they not that targeted towards <laughs> because it wasn't targeted towards us. It wasn't. But I'm telling you, literally, it was like okay, this election I can say we were choosing the, the better of both evils. I'm telling y'all, we won't see this. Now this wasn't no. I won't let you see because this wasn't like a Hillary or Trump. Hillary or Trump, that was really Wait, picking. But no, that was picking. That's what we should we should have picked the better of both evils. We did it, but that was now Biden. You ain't gonna just say him and Trump just evilly playing on the same field. Biden and um, Hillary. Now looking at those two Democratic okay. opponents right there, Hillary is the more Who evil than Biden. Hillary or Biden? Who's blunt and let you know they racist and the one that's racist behind them closed doors. Now that's now that's them. That's that Kamala and Biden. They behind them closed doors. And that's like, Kamala. Leave Biden out got, of this. You're not gonna pull Biden into this because Kamala, Biden's mind. You can come for Kamala. You can come for Kamala all you want. You can come for Kamala, but, but Biden. But you can't come for Biden because Biden ain't never showed us no role now. He doesn't want to have his children go to the school with those animals. Chris, Biden spent four years in the White House. He knows this. He was vice president of the United States. I think he's the best person to do this. And he got Obama on his side. So Biden, I thought he was going to take a different term on what he was going to focus on because when he was, when Obama was still president, right? 
but I think one of his children died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would focus more on, you know, the healthcare side on etc. and stuff like that. But why would he? That's not because our healthcare isn't the best. I no, I know what it no, know what it is, but like I think for me, there's so much in what every president is so scared to touch in this world is climate change. Every president literally, I don't think we've had a president since freaking Nixon who wasn't um, scared to touch he, climate change. You know, he was serious on that. It's a lot of people who scared to touch climate change, and that's an issue. And no, that's what I, we need I, most I'm people to talk about. That's what I'm saying, sir. That's what I'm listen. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Because I mean, I just don't see how you pour all this stuff, but then you still got to do fracking. Anyways, well, we know we're moving towards the electric way because California, when was that year? 2023? They all their cars are going to be electric. So So that's why I keep saying, and I said it when we did that, when we reported that story, is that. All their Teslas must be about to go down. And we already seen with the Tesla Model Y how it's only like 30,000 right now. So it's like with California, that's a huge state right there. You know what they don't do now? The same way they treat these like these motor vehicles and everyone else. You got your regular, you know, your regular car, your Mercedes, and you got your G. But that's the thing. California is not allowing those cars no more. They're not going to allow Tesla to be like, okay, we have one for the economy, 30,000. You would have the you know Tesla and you know they're not gonna do that. No, I'm saying they're not like the Mercedes and all that. That's all that's getting banned in California. Child, they gonna have to sell. They better start they, selling their cars they now. Come Maybe I would say sell my car to the nearest you know, dealership. People gonna move to Texas and the Texans don't really like that because they're like I guess they're saying it's like don't turn where you're going into the place you left something like i that. just want to go to texas just to um see joe joe oh my god just I'm to see joe rogan, rogan. Podcast, just to see yeah. joe rogan we can p- get some peace pipe going right. and all that but um i'm really excited to see where this oh, whole thing okay i'm not going out there and just doing all that now but i'm really ready to see how this whole um electric car stuff is going to go because 2023 is going to be here in no time and i'm excited i'm um, excited speaking of joe did you know he was comedian mm-hmm. did you know he's in the next time did you know he's a podcaster i knew he was a podcaster <laughs> he's so versatile he's so cool are you ready for some fam talk let's get into some fam talk i have some cool sir shows. what is the fam talk shut how long answer the fam talk sir sir Real love is what you want when you want what's best for other. Stop. I'm trying to read. Real love is when you want what's best for the other person, even if it means you're not getting what you want. Okay. Real love is what you want is when you want what's best for the other person, even if it means you're not getting what you want. I feel like that's a big of a sacrifice. That's a lot of a sacrifice. That's a big sacrifice if you love somebody and you're not getting what you want. But I know some people, you know, certain relationships where they feel like it's straight love. But and that's the thing, you know, that's really that's the key thing right there is that people think that they know what love is, and it's like that's not what love is. Or they're in like these new relationship, first time relationships, and they just think, 
I'm just sorry. It's just not realistic. It's Listen, not realistic that I, the first person that you're going to that you get with, that you're going to end up with them for the rest of your life. Now, I didn't say that you couldn't meet them down the line. Yeah. But and I've always said this and I've always been strong onto this and I don't think I would ever change from my view side on this is that if you stay with this one person, how would you ever know what else is out there? Like you have lessons to learn in life. And yes, you can learn them with this one person, but you only have this experience from this one person. And that's always been my thing. And I've always told people this and I've stressed it so much is that when you're in different relationships, you learn something new from each relationship. You learn something about yourself. You learn something about other people. You learn how to handle things differently. You get like you're supposed to get heartbroken. You're supposed to, you know, make mistakes right. in life. And those people that just stay with that first person that they're with, I'm like, that's not realistic. Now, it's OK to come back later on in life once you guys have grown and evolved and lived life. But come on. No, I can see uh, it's rare. It's probably like especially if you finally you know your soulmate, your first relationship. That's rare. But a lot of people have a misconception of what love is. They think that you know the you know the good person mm-hmm. is only in the movies and the TV shows. And I was just trying to explain that to someone. The person who loves you unconditionally doesn't treat you better in any certain ways. That's not some TV stuff. You just got to find the right person. But you're allowing yourself to have ain't shit. And that's the perfect word right there, Chris, what you're allowing yourself to have. Because let me tell you, and this goes for a lot of people, because a lot of people lose their strength or forget about their strength. And what I want them to know out there is that you have strength. You just have to find it. They don't believe in themselves. You know, you get through people. Excuse me. That reminds me of when I was watching a movie or a TV show, something. And it's like, I think it was a movie and like they couldn't see the fairies or the ghosts or something because they weren't believing. And like you had to believe to see it. And it's like everybody has some belief in them. And that's my thing when it comes to, you know, um, these people that stay in these relationships, like you have the strength. You just have to find the strength to know what's best for you. And a lot of times people don't want to find that strength because they're scared of what's out there or what. And they get so comfortable, so comfortable. That's why I always tell people, and y'all know I love to say this. When you get to that two-year mark in a relationship, I say this every two years. If you save your relationship for eight years, every two years I always like to do is do a check-in with myself. I sit down and I'm like, okay, so what is this relationship getting me? What do I like about the relationship? What could be better in the relationship? You know, I do that check-in with myself and that gets and that lets you know, is this something that's good for you? Should I stay? Um, I've already spent two years here. Am I going to spend another two years dealing with the same stuff? Or do I understand that this was a part of my life, but it's no longer the rest of my life? But it's not a hard decision to make because if you in one year or two, mm-hmm. two years, maybe even eight years. You know, you spent so much time with that person. So that's the thing. That's what, then that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is that if you spend eight years without checking in with yourself, without looking at what you need and what's best for you, if you spend those full eight years, then that's the thing. You lost that belief in yourself. 
And we have to figure out a way for you to find that belief in yourself. Because if you don't believe that you can go out in this world and do better without this piece of S-H-I-T, then you then we honestly we know for real we need to find the strength in you because like I said, everybody has the strength and God made somebody for everybody out there. I don't care if he way over there in Timbuktu or guess what? You need to get up and go travel to Timbuktu and start looking, you know? Because at some points in your life, you get to this point where you wake up one day and you don't even recognize when you're looking in the mirror. And that's because you just allowed yourself for so long to be in a position where you lost yourself. Look how much I changed. That's what I said. And that's why I tell people all the time, it's no problem with being in those long-term relationships, but at least even if you want to do every year not every two years or every six months, do that check in with yourself. Make sure that you're okay. Make sure you're still doing good. You're still evolving. You're still happy because if you're not, trust me, the relationship isn't going to go that far. It's not. I just pray, and before we move on to the next quote, I just pray that everybody out there truly finds their happiness. That everybody out there, you know, truly finds their happiness within themselves. You know what I really enjoy, and you guys ask me all the time, why am I so single? And this because I enjoy being single. I enjoy meeting new people, hearing about their life stories and helping, you know, and I've said it before, I love me some troubled people. I love me some troubled people. And I, you know, I love to, you know, quote unquote, try to fix, but like, I love doing that. Like, I'm just not the type of person who can stay in a long-term relationship, me personally, but um, I can't. I can't, not because I don't, like, if I wanted to, I could, but, like, right now, I just don't want to. Like, I want to just live. I mean, things are changing. I mean, like, now, if y'all want, per se, like, y'all have the chance to sign a contract instead of getting married, you know, every year, or y'all stay there without getting married. And I heard, I don't think you brought that up. I think the check-in every year is good. And that's why I've always said, I think that year or that every two-year check-in is good because signing the contract is just like getting married. Right. You sign those papers. But instead of this being a lifetime thing for a year, but it's like, what if, you know, you feel like something way about this person and that person like, well, I think this contract can be done. No, it is void. You know, I think the main issue comes with, and like I said last episode or two episodes ago, that I think... I don't want to normalize divorce, but I want people to stop getting criticized for getting divorced because, because so and it's okay to learn from this thing and you know move on. Now I do think to death do us part, try to fix it and do stuff as the best you can. But if you find yourself like in a relationship, if you find yourself in a relationship and you literally have done everything and there's nothing else for you to do leave that relationship don't stick around don't hold on because sweetie you, and i think we was having this conversation it's like you're not evolving you're not helping you're not pushing the next person because you're not happy within yourself holding both of your back both of yourselves back you're not in a relationship y'all both pushing each other y'all both you know trying to get it out from all y'all both got goals yeah you can't just be sitting you know wasting a year go by you're doing like two years ain't doing nothing 
And that's the thing. A lot of people be in relationships and they just yeah. be so in the moment of the relationship. And then you look up like the last day, the last seven months, all we yeah. did was sit in this house. I just got motivation. Dang, that's day. it. I just got motivation yesterday. I went to Hard Rock, right? You know mm-hmm. me. My, you know my favorite part the worst words. And I seen a black guy. He was leaning against it. And I was like, yo, what do you do for a living? He was like, ask her. We do real estate. And, you know, just to see that two people yeah. who are with each other, who are, you know, doing what they got to do to be successful. Like, that's motivation. You know the main problem in this world and with relationships nowadays? It's not that men don't respect women anymore. It's that men are so scared to see a woman in power. And it's the same thing when Hillary didn't win president. It wasn't because she wasn't qualified for president. It's a scary thing. A woman in power is the most scariest thing in the world. And I can even say that like as a, as a teenager man right now, like for a female to come in here right now and to be able to tell me what to do that's a scary thing but it's the truth and it's the reality that a lot of men don't tell because it's a because even before you know white men was in charge men have always been in charge men have always been dominant and we're taught to be so dominant and be so strong and well y'all know i don't care i show my feminine side no matter what i don't care about being soft and all that stuff but people wait i'm talking People are so scared to let women be empowered that it's bringing us back a whole lot. Speaking of uh, men being empowered, I feel like with a lot of you know things that we're trying to do as a generation and accomplish, mm-hmm. we're gonna have you know rough spots over the years because it's like some things, like some ways, like we view women. That's been something this world has taught us, and you know, drew it and said. Men are dominant, women lesser, stuff like that. Okay, women can't do this, but men can go out here and cheat and have a hug. Like, you know, yeah, stereotypes. Like, this is real because this is real stuff that's been placed into our minds, not white, black, you know, as a whole. It, it, it's really so. It's like, you know, you see, you see a guy posting mm-hmm. his ass, whatever, on Instagram, but if a woman posts a shot in a bikini, now she's being sexualized. Okay. And- yeah, and it's like it's to the point where it's like this fight for women rights have been going on for so long, and it's like we're honestly not getting anywhere. It's just like when I say the blacks were free, but are we really free? It's like the same thing with the women's fight. It's been going on for so long, and the problem, and it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning when we read this quote, is that some women really don't have don't see the strength inside of them and they need to find that and that's why i tell everybody no matter who you are before you can get in any type of relationship you have to learn to love yourself you have to learn yourself learn to love yourself because you can't love somebody else without knowing who you are I, entirely i gotta i gotta mess it up this moment after. no jesus men like someone you know like a little change they like someone who presents themselves, like a woman who presents herself as a boss. They want that bitch. They don't want that girl who's, you know, cowering, who's insecure, who's all this. They want, they want, like, that's what attracts them, knowing that if you know you the shit, you're going to have them, you're going to have them, no matter how you look. Like, Lizzo, like, Lizzo, for example. No, you ain't have to say that lady's name, though. No, that's my dog. I love like Lizzo. Some, I love me some Lizzo. 
No, she don't care about the weight, but she presents herself as a bad bitch, and she knows what she is. She knows her weight. That's why she got them in lines. That's why she got them in her comments. And that's the and that's the thing. And that's the thing is that Lizzo. I'm pretty sure she had to find her strength and all that. And that's what I mean. I'm not saying like strength wise in relationship, but strength wise in just life. Know that you are powerful. Know that you can do anything. Because honestly, a house cannot be held together without a woman. And everybody knows that. Because the man may be the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. And the head needs the neck to stand. And people just have to start realizing how powerful they are and how much power they have inside of you. And, you know, I wrote that in my book is that power is a scary thing. Power is definitely a scary thing. But it's what you do with that power. Is Do you choose to go down the route that is hate and selfish and love? Or do you choose to go down the route of pain, hurt, passion, love, tears, laughter? It's all up to you. I mean, I had to catch myself because speaking of the, you know, the girls post on Google, I had to catch myself yesterday because, you know, this is another question I have for you. Like, I'm real supportive of women. You know, they want to show me bodies and like, I'm supportive. But when I'm in a relationship, I have a bit of a barrier where I'm like, okay, I know what you want to do, but like, if you post something, does it have mm-hmm. to, like, should there be restraint? Like, should, you know, you're in a relationship, okay, maybe I shouldn't post this. Or show this one. And you know, yes, I had myself. I was like a little upset because that's always in me. I was like, I, your girlfriend posted a little risky video yesterday on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, um, this is a little too, you know, I was saying she still looked good, but it was like, this is something. I've seen it. Let me tell you. So I went on Instagram yesterday and literally, and it was the first person I tapped. And I was like, is this like, is this like, close friends is this like like i had i was like what okay let me give my insights and i love you i'm not taking Chris side this is this is how i look at it being completely honest is that i feel that honestly it should be normalized and i feel like everybody's gotten too sensitive in the fact of you know, in a relationship, oh, don't post this, don't post that, don't post this. I feel like the fact that she can post a video like that and feel so confident in herself, in her body, and how she looks, that's one thing in themselves. You know, I understand ex- exactly what you're saying. Sometimes, you know, when we see a significant other posting a certain type of video or picture, we like, um, what you, like, come on, what you doing now? Like, but also it's it's in this day and age, a lot of women are really insecure about certain stuff. And, you know, especially if they know that you can probably not say that, and I think this, and I'm not saying that at all, but if some women think that, oh, he probably can do better and all this, like, why would he want me? You know, sometimes, and it's just reassuring to post a little video of themselves and they feel sexy and they feel good. And so I think that's all that video was. And that's how I took it. I just took it as a, Anna just really feeling herself, and she thought she looked good, and she posted it, and she looked good. That's why I didn't nothing. catch myself and stretch my dynamic, and I was like, just not I was being, you know, more supportive of me, because I was like, it's fine, you know, post what you want. It's definitely, like, when you see it for the first time, like, that first look, like, with anybody, when you see, like, your significant other posted a picture or video like that, you're like, dang, like, I don't want everybody to know yeah. what's going like, what you got going on. But then it's like, dang, you look good at the same time. And it's like, you know, 
it's there's there's like two sides to where you might have a boyfriend who doesn't want you to post that mm-hmm. because he might tell you that and do it, but then you might have that boyfriend who just doesn't want to post that because he doesn't want the whole world to you know see his beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to understand though, and what we've gotten so used to doing is that I'm my own boss. I'm the boss of this body. I determine what goes on with this body. And I think we get in a relationship and we forget that for a second. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, um, I think you should lose 10 pounds. Well, who are, I think you should lose 10 pounds. Like, this is my body. I love my body. How I do what's going in my body is my body. And that's the thing. We have given too much control to that other person for so long for allowing people to say, oh, you shouldn't post this, you shouldn't post that. Well, guess what? When you pay the rent on this body, then you can start telling me. When you go through all the changes that this body goes through, then you can start telling me. Because this thing, all of our bodies go through so many different changes and that we internalize. We don't talk about. We all have insecurities. We all have flaws. We all have so much that we go on with inside our body. We don't even know what be going on inside our body. I feel like so, it's different. Like it's- it's different mindsets and different views from like you know when you were in middle school versus high school then versus high school. Like middle school, you were in a relationship, you know, y'all kids, y'all might keep both feel it and say, okay, I don't want you posting all that for the rest of the middle school to see, etc. Middle school. You know, high school, you know, they go back, she love fast. But you know, you know, you grow up and you get older and you're like, okay, everybody got their own. Well, see, I always talk to everybody else's girlfriends, so they see, was already, you know. But I, I, but I can understand where you're coming from. See, they wasn't. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. But, you know, you get older. Because yeah. it's like, you get older and you see what's going on in the world and see how, especially our generation is changing and how society's changing to be more body positive and everything like that. So you got to change with it. You know what I want to say is that when I first um came into, you need some paper? I'm filtering up with real plans. Oh, I'll text it to you. Okay. Um, to waste paper. Oh, if you press Jackson, I could, should be able to let you join because. But, um. Meaning he don't want you to have the Wi Fi password. Oh, oh, I don't care. I, I can I'm, a, I'm texting it right now. What was I saying? Oh, I'm sharing it because it's popped up. What was I just saying? Oh, this, I remember what I was saying. Did it go through? Was it still saying sharing? I just texted to you as long as I'm just going through. Okay. Um. When I entered high school, from when you entered high school, Chris, was two different, like, it's almost like being in two different decades. Like, you entered in... It was my class. You entered when? 2017? Hmm? 10, 2017 is when you entered high school? I don't even know. Because you graduated... Yeah, I think it was 2017. It wasn't 2016, because 2016 was my... Freshman year? That was my freshman year. Like 2015, 2016 was my freshman year. Oh. So you entered when she left. Yeah, that was a big high school. When you were he he's a senior. What? Yeah. Oh my God. 
He about to be but, 19, though. See, my class is no. They forever the Eagles are no my class. So but you're not an Eagle. We brought you it in. <laughs> we brought it in. We brought the fights. We brought the I'm everything. so happy that y'all proud of that. But Shoot. think no, about wait, wait, hold on. Let me talk my stuff. Let me talk my stuff. What you doing? What you stitching up? The last big fight in Atlantic was when they had them gang fights. Y'all remember those? The gang fights. Were Are you South happy North. about that, though? You so yeah. happy? Class of 2021? What class do you know how to okay, pull Okay, sit down. Bro. You look like you in no, jail. No. Sit down. Full-on brawl in the courtyard lunch. Okay, but we, we got other... We got important stuff to talk about, so sit down. We don't class of 2021, keep it up. Keep it up. We ain't going out like that. We ain't going out like that. Eagles, y'all know what's up. But you're not an eagle. They won't claim you because you're not an eagle. Anyways... They know it's such a difference from when I joined, like from when you came in. Like, I don't know. Like, from when I joined high school, it was such a time of 2019. No prom and half of graduation. Anyways, when I joined high school, it was such a time that. Like those first two years, especially, I remember so much, so vividly, is that that's when like school was really school. Like, like we, I feel like we got the full aspect of every realm of school and we got to explore it and understand it through relationships, fighting, arguing. Like, I don't feel like school, you get that full realm. And we're not saying like that's what we go to school for for all of that. But, you know, I really feel like it was just like, you know, a bit of a deciding drama. My first two years were very memorable. They were very exciting. Thanks to that young lady sitting over there. They were very, you know, exciting. But, you know, and I feel like that's the thing. People, and that's what I meant when we went in two different times, that when we went, we really enjoyed just each other and having fun and being in school. We hated being at school, but the fact that we got to see each other every day and do stuff and just hang out with friends. I feel like time has changed so much. Like y'all don't even want to be around each other. Like, like time has changed so much. Like we used to do everything together, no matter if it was a Monday or a Sunday. Like that's how, and we can see that big shift in the world. And that's the thing. Like even small stuff like school is changing, and people are leaving, losing hope and stuff like that, and strength and stuff like that. So can you really expect them to have it in? Other things. But let's move on to a different quote. Mm. The hardest moments in life are usually the ones that teach you the most valuable lessons. Yeah. The hardest moments in life usually are the ones that teach you the most. It'd be those moments where you find yourself just at rock bottom like you just don't know where to go from here like you don't think you gonna like come up from this like you're just at the bottom and those are the moments where like you need to hold on to because those are the teachable moments those are the moments that god wanted you to go through for a reason because the hardest moments are the best lessons i'm telling you they are for example if you're struggling and you look in your fridge and you see nothing but that water. Ain't got nothing in there but that water. When you make it out, 
that untaught you a lesson. You're going to know how to survive. You're going to know how to budget. You're going to know how to make things stretch, make your money stretch, make your food stretch, all that. And even I question it myself, like when they say God gives his toughest battles to you know, people who could endure it. Yeah, I'll be questioning that sometimes. I'm like, dang, but it really got to be this tough. Hopefully, you know, one day, you know, we see the change. We see, okay, I see. I went through all that to get to here and to do this. And, but the struggle is what builds you, it builds your character. Mm-hmm. It teaches you. There's, there is a lesson in certain struggles relationship, job, school, all that. Yeah. I think my hardest ones for me, it's always the friendships. Because being such a cancer and like holding those so dear to my heart, it's like always losing one of those. And it's like, but I always forget that in every aspect or every person that I've lost, it's always been a reason why. It's always been a lesson. It's always been something there for me. And that's honestly been my biggest lesson is that in life is that when I lose people, I get so hurt. But then in the end, I remember dang, well, maybe I was supposed to lose them for a reason, or maybe I was supposed to do that for a reason. And it all comes together, you know? So I just truly believe that everything that happens for you, it does happen for a reason. And to really look at those hard times in your life, because they are a lesson. They are. Chris, are you ready to get into some hot topics? Yes, sir. Okay, let's go. Let me pull them on up. I feel like this is a long episode. We talked about Dr. Dre wife trying to take all that man money. All that man money. That's a shame. All that man money. Good old man. He worked hard for that. Did he actually put, like make beats himself or is he like... Chris, don't ask me nothing about beats. I don't know nothing about beats. Don't ask me nothing Because it's Dr. It's beats by Dr. Dre. Right? Bachelor Matt James says it is frustrating that fans of the show assume his winner is white. That's the bachelor, the back, the black bachelor for the first time in history, and then they say that he whitewashed at that, like he's not black, black. I don't, I don't watch the show, so, so okay. I can't tell you. So what he trying to say that the woman he chose ain't white? He's saying no. that he hates that the people assume no, that she's boy. gonna be white. No, but a boy, listen, don't fool yourself into trying to please the people. If you know you want you some Caucasian, some moonshine, then go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing that aggravates me. Like, if that's what you want, then, like, at least be upfront about what you want. Like, don't try to hide it because, and I would really hate, and see, maybe I do need to tune into the show because I would really hate if that, if he's leading these black women alone, knowing that, oh, he don't really want them and he want the white girl. Like, if if that's the case, then, you know, as sad as it will be to see them go, kick them off the show or let them give them the exit ticket early like don't string them along because see that's another thing that plays into a woman's strength like you're trying to break like you sitting here stringing her along like she a puppet through this whole experience knowing that you don't want to end up with her yes yeah, knowing you want a type a certain type of woman so if you want these certain type of women dwindle them down till they all gone and you have the whites fight it out like if that's what if that's what he knows he wants, but if his I don't know. But see, speaking from experience, you know, being quote unquote for y'all, yeah, that don't see you gotta understand love himself and not to trick himself because just because you sound a certain way, that doesn't that doesn't take away from anything you would do. That doesn't take away from your life, from your family. 
you might have went to school, got somewhat of an education, listened, and you changed your whole way of speech. But that doesn't really necessarily mean anything at all. It, and, it, and it doesn't. And it doesn't for Matt. My only issue with Matt is that if he's stringing, I mean, yeah, I'm probably going to have to watch, because if he's stringing these Black women along, that's where the issue comes in. Because I don't want to be sitting at the finale and it's one white girl, y'all, one white girl and three black girls. And he know he wasn't going to choose not one of those black girls. He ain't even have in his mind that one of them could have even been a contender. And he just wanted this white girl. That's what I don't want to see. Just be real. If you want to do some Caucasian, go for some Caucasian. I'm just so over this whole black and white thing, honestly. It's so aggravating. I don't even know. I can't keep up no more. I can't keep up. Yeah, I told him. I, I told him. Filter and real listeners from New York. New England Patriots head coach Bills, whatever his last name is, declines presidential medal of freedom from Donald J. Trump. Dang. No, this one I don't understand. About who would he give it to though? They Nobody else would want it. Some, no, I'm saying like I know he the head coach. They just denied it. But I'm saying like who would even want it from him? Speaking of medals, which leads to the topics of soldiers. A lot of presidents go and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take care of our own who fought for us." They don't do that ever. They don't really ever do that at all. Any president who says they will, they really don't. We still got our soldiers and our veterans in the streets begging for a dollar. You know, we see them in their wheelchairs with their uniform on, they camo, on their U.S. flags, but they don't really take care of our, our people like that. I'm gonna have to. You know, and that should be a high-paying job. That should be like. I'm gonna have to. No, 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 no. I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to disagree to a certain extent. It, they, 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 they're able to make money and you don't have a retirement and all that to live off of. The problem isn't more so of like the money aspect. The problem is so more of the psychological aspect is that it should be paid for them to, you know, have therapy sessions, talk about stuff like that, because, you know, that's when a lot of stuff start going on in here after the war and after that. And it's more psychological than anything. I cannot help if I gave you a um, $200,000 retirement a year and you blow through that before the year up every year and you on the side. Like, I can't feel bad for that. What I can do is help you psychologically because a lot of them, too, they come back and they get and start a new life but started and do it the wrong way. So there's so many aspects. And what I will say is, Trump did do um at the very, 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 very beginning, like within the first hundred days of his presidency, he did try to help out some soldiers and do some stuff like that. But you know what? Like I always say is that just how we can complain that the government's not doing nothing, we can get out there and do something too. It's no problem. Like I tell y'all, I, I go feed the homeless at the parks. I fix them some sandwiches and stuff with the stale bread in there. It could have been if it was, but instead of throwing it away, why not make it and take it to them? That's all I'm trying to say. Fresh bread, fresh meat, fresh cheese, and give them a bag of chips, some water, all that. But as people, yeah, we can't take care of them, but if we struggle to take care of our damn selves, how are we going to take care of them? But it's like, that's why, you know, as a president, if you're saying you're going to fight for our people, then maybe, okay. If but there's could, so like, much more than if, being if the you president. Sign then... these bills to make it where these corporations get taxed less over time and us working people get taxed more, 
Trump supporters bind out. Y'all support this man so much, but I don't know. He's but, fucking y'all on the back end. I'm but like, no, 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 because I have to, you know, I always have to cut you off when you're wrong. You know, I do. But you are, because oh. the thing is, Chris, though, it's so much more like, you know, I know everything political. So you ain't going to get me on this one. It's so much more than just that. You can't just sit down and say, I'm going to sign this bill and to give it to them. It's not the president. The president cannot make a law. He cannot make a the law. president can't even. He can't. He can't do that. That's the thing. He can't do that without Congress. Without Congress saying yes, he can't do that. That's why for the first time that was. Let me say this. This is why for the first time it was so important for us to have the House and the Senate on our side. Biden has the House and the Senate. Without them, he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. You have to understand. So you think in street smart and not thinking no, book I'm, smart. Wait, you're not finishing on the So this is the president per se. This is a lawyer. This could be any lawmaker. This could be he's not allowed to have any lawyer outside of the government. So he cast he has to, he loses all rights to his lawyers. He can't talk to nobody besides what the government gives him. His the U.S. Attorney General is his lawyer. Even if he talks to the U.S., he can't talk to the U.S. Attorney General. He can't talk to the U.S. Everything he says has to be documented to the um um courts. And if Congress finds out, he can do it. But when Congress finds out, they veto it. So, say if you know he talked to the U.S. Attorney General. Hey, maybe we should put together a bill. We try to sign something for you know our veterans. Get them set up. Like he can't do that. He can once he does that, Chris. This is what I'm saying. He can talk to him all he wants, but then Congress goes back. I mean, then they, he has to report everything to Congress. If Congress doesn't like that, that's when they start building up, and that's when they start digging in. Oh no, he's not trying to do what we say we want him to do. Now it's time for impeachment, or now it's time for this, or now it's time for that. That's the thing. That's why it was so important for us to finally get Biden. And um, Kamala to be able to have the House and the Senate so, for the first time in a long since like 19 something, 1914, 1915, that the House and the Senate are full democratic. So, in Trump's presidency, who had the Senate and who had the House? The Democratic had the House and the Senate, Republicans okay. had the Senate. So, how was a bill? Democrats, every how, Democrats went against everything he how did. How was a bill passed? for corporations and companies to be taxed less over time and the working people to be taxed more over time. Because Congress is rich people and not poor people. You have to think, that's the thing. It's not the president, no matter what it is, it's the, who Congress is. No, we have to remember no matter- Whether well, or not Democrats voting against that. But it's not enough votes. The Senate hold, that's why he technically could, didn't have to leave office because of Senate. But speaking of that, you don't think these people would be like, hey, you know, even though no. we're rich, we should have looked after No, just like I was about to say, just like how we all love a Bar- Barack Obama, but at the end of the day, Barack Obama is a wealthy black man, and he's very different from each one of us on the streets. They live a whole different life, and trust me, in the end, they are going to watch out for themselves before they watch out for any of us. And that's what people have to realize, is that no matter how much we want them to do and how much they say they're going to do, if it's going to hurt them, their family, their legacy, they're not going to do that. So let me let me speak to Mr. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Since you've had a son in the army, now we have the Senate in the House. You know we control things. Let's see if you get something like that passed. Where he won't, he won't, because he won't poll good. That's the thing. He won't poll. You have to. It's so many things politically that it's like your but polling rates are so important because if he wants, why, if they want another four years, they have to play the game of let's do what you know. Kong, the government wants or let's do we have to play everything safe the first four years is always i don't know why trump went out here and 
went swinging like it was nothing because he got the balls to. But no other president is going to come out swinging how you Trump could, did. You could play both because look, you could you could pull both. you could pull out the people if you get the people on your side. Say like Trump. Yeah, he was going after the Mexicans and Muslims and the gays. Yeah, a lot of Mexicans still agree with him, but the majority didn't. You talking to these people like you get them army families on your side, you get the blacks on your side, you get the whites on your side, you get all these people on your side, you get the government on your side. But guess side. what? But guess what? Trump, we just talked about this two weeks ago. Trump is the number is the best polling man in the world right now. And we and remember when I just told you how he beat Obama out a couple weeks ago? Trump is sitting at number one. Polling is so crazy how polling works. Well, not on me because he's been impeached. And he's still polling. He that's the thing. No. Well, yeah, he don't. He may not run, but that's so the thing. Mean, Polls hold a lot of weight in the political standpoint. And politic- politicians are scared of polls. They are scared of those numbers. And the fact that numbers just can go down. I bet Barack Obama somewhere squealing right now that Trump didn't beat him. That's the thing. We think we know these people, but they live a totally different life. They're not me and you. They will never think like us. And that's why I've learned to think like a politician. I've learned the ropes. That's something I want to do. So I had to learn the ropes. And that's why I always tell you, you have to learn how to play their game. We can no longer play our game. We have to play their game because they're the ones in charge. I don't think that Biden's going to do anything about the military really just because his son was in the military. Because honestly, they turn into cold hearted machines they don't care all those crimes and stuff i'm not saying they don't really be hurt but all that crime and stuff and the funeral and all that that because they have to that they turn into cold-hearted people you know the the rate percentage of thing like in the marines itself is really high because mm-hmm. when you're going through that training they break you down they turn you into an animal mm-hmm. so but there's so much you sadly know. i think biden's gonna focus on like i mean we're gonna need it like I hope he focuses on more than just the economy, but he's just trying to, he's probably going to spend a lot of money just to set us up to make more money. If he's the next president or not, the next president is really going to take us, our country, either in the right way or the bad way. But I feel like this presidency, Biden is just going to focus on building our backbone. Yeah, Biden's not going to do anything for this, at least these first four years, Biden's isn't going to do anything like out of the ordinary. He's going to play it safe. He's going to, He's gonna do an Obama first four years, like Obama's. Well, he Obama last four years. Nobody liked that man. Like those people were so against him, yeah, but because he did what he wanted to do, and that's what you have to do. You have to play it safe those first four years. Biden has practiced in this because with Obama, 2008, we had the housing market crash. Obama had to really build up the backbone of support and stabilize his country. But sadly, I think not to cut you off again. But sadly, Biden's first year is already taken up by Corona. Like his first year is going to have to be getting this country back to where it was at before 2020. That's his first year is literally there. Second year, he's going to start working on the economy, the backbones. By 2025, minimum wage goes up to $15 anyways. So he has to set us up to be prepared to for that huge shift. That's a huge shift, guys. I don't think we realize Going from $8 to $15, it's a huge shift. The market has to get ready to change. Biden has a lot going on in his first four years, but he's the one of the only presidents in history that has everything that he needs. He has the House. He has the Senate. He has the people. He literally going into this job, literally, and shouldn't fail. He has everything he needs to succeed. 
First off, they need to rewrite some bills, especially the Trump bill when it comes to the tax. Trump, like they need to rewrite that. They need to rewrite a whole lot of bills. The same way Trump came in and was knocking down everything. Yeah, and that's, he's not, Biden is not going to come in strong like Trump. Trump, just, everybody else is scared. Nobody wants, but look how Trump, how the government looks at Trump now. Like he's a like he's crazy. This man, nobody, anybody who comes in, how Trump come in, they're gonna look at them the same way. No matter if they're doing what's against him, they're gonna look like you're trying to come in with too much power, too fast. Trump, Trump's first day in office, his first hour in office, he overturned almost more than half of every bill that Obama signed in his eight years. We need a a Julius Caesar for y'all that don't know Julius Caesar. Yeah, he might not have been liked by the people, but what he did do is he brought Rome to its golden age. And that's why Chris will never be in any type of leadership role, y'all. Forever, forever in history, they always bring up Julius Caesar. Why? Because he brought Rome to greatness. He's looked after the people. He but took, you have to play the game, Chris. Huh? You have to play the game. He didn't, that's the thing with Julius Caesar. He didn't play the game. You he have turned, to, though. He turned... The senators into his bitch. He went to war when he was told not to go to war. He brought Rome their titles, their gold from war. They brought so as much, much as we so would. If you're in a president, if you coming in knocking down walls like how Trump was, but if you're doing it in the right way to um, better your country and move it up into a higher echelon, you know, I, and everything you're saying is the absolute truth. Is that all that could be done, and I'm not knocking that one bit. All I'm saying is that politically, in the political aspect in the game, you just can't do that. And that's why I say, that's why certain presidents are presidents. And when I was saying, like, a person who has a mindset like you could never become president because the people, like, people honestly are scared of that aspect, scared of that thinking. This is what you do in this What a lot of... Um, Emperors of Rome's dead. Well, we're not in Rome. We're in the United States of America, Chris. Do you know Rome? I know, I know history. I know that Rome fed the greatest societies in history. But we can't do it like that. It fell because of the corruption of the Caesars. Personally, what if you ask me, kill all the corruption, get it? No, you can't. You can't, but you should because but that's the thing. You know, you just said it. You can't, but you should. That's the thing. We don't need why because you're trying to blow up the day on American government as we know it. Why? Because we better our society, we better our people. When you still have corruption, you still have people trying to line their pockets. You have people not looking after the people, and those people revolt and overturn the government. This is why I see people, if you don't, if you don't, if you forget history, it's doomed to repeat itself. They do not see how close the U.S. is coming to Rome as an empire. Soon, yeah, we're so great, but we are we are not as great as we, we think we are. Other countries know, and we are literally coming to that point of corruption. We have so much corruption. We have so much of this. It will fall. The U.S. won't get around in 100 years. Chris, all your ideas are wonderful. They're just not realistic in the political standpoint of the American society. You would never become president. I'm telling well, you, because you would get up there and so say much done in you, you would not because you would get up there and say all that. And you they the you forget to become a Republican or a Democrat nominee. The committee itself has to nominate you. This man, this is why I like the way our presidency How much you listen, comparing us to Julius Caesar, the, like the way the way how our government is set up, that's how Rome was set up where 
he had to really secure his spot in a dictator position to get a lot of work done. That better wrong. Now, look, shoot, let me become president walking in just like that. Dictator, I'm getting rid of every bit of corruption. We about to set this right and get this right. You would be out of office before. I'm a dictator. What you going to do? Well, America would never have a dictator. What you going to do? It, we uh, the United States of America will but never have a dictatorship. But that's the thing. For one, let me say this. 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 But you could never become a dictator in America. That's why the Constitution is set up like that. And it takes at least 40 or 50 years to change the Constitution. So you would never have the opportunity in your lifetime to become a dictator and do all that. Because guess what? That's why the cabinet is there. If that's what just happened, well, they was they was giving Trump chances. But if you ever do something that the government don't like, they invoke the 25th Amendment. Everybody votes and gets you out. It's simple as that. It's literally as simple as that. And that's what's funny about the situation because the same checks and balances like we have now, that's what they had back then. Like He's such a great man because he secured a role and wrote certain bills where he secured his spot to be a dictator for X amount of time to get his country on track well that's the thing they're different we have a constitution and a bill of rights like nothing can outstand those that's the thing nobody nobody but but us have a constitution and the bill of rights everybody knows that though due to what's going on now but chris we won't be here we won't be here no we probably won't be here i'm telling you about 80 years trump was this is the thing about like this presidency trump was scared because he was showing us that he was like, people view him as a god, and literally, this man could have toppled our whole entire democracy just like that, easily, and we would not he be able to. He could have, but he, in, in a way, Trump did destroy democracy. That's the thing a lot of people don't understand. Chris, I'm scared for your way of thinking in life, because... Your brain is a scary thing to have in this state, this country I, right here. That's why, like, that's why I'm concerned leader because I can do what's necessary to secure the overall good. But see, everything that is, you want to do is technically against the law. See, this is the thing. We have so much corruption, which is not good. I know a lot of us have corruption, but the places that we have corruption, okay, we are not looking out for our people. We are taxing them on healthcare. Okay, we want them to work like slaves, but we're not securing them so they can keep working. That's why minimum wage is building up. Minimum wage is building up, but yeah, we got $15 now, but hey, look, there's something called inflation. Although we're getting $15 now, these blasphemies about to go up to $2,000, $3,000. Why? Because we're making more money. See, I understand they probably have to- Taxes are going up, but- Taxes are going to go up, but but no, that's the thing. The bill- is going up. Taxes are going up. Minimum wages are going up. Everything's going up for us. But the thing, no living. If you read the bill and you read the read the bill very close, because I read that bill, I'm not done with it. I still got more because I really want to know about it. The bill is house prices, apartment prices, all that stuff, all the stuff that we need for a daily basis will not rise. All that is not going to rise. You will be the reason why they're doing it because you will be able to live off of it and live comfortably if you think about it. In minimum wage from here on out, every five years is going to keep going up. It's going to keep going up. House prices are the minimum wage is going to be moving like this. House prices, apartment prices is going to be moving like this. It's going to be a very small like increase oh, on God. this for the house where minimum wage is going up. So eventually, the way this bill has it set up is that, and this is the one thing that the government did right within these four years is that, and Trump did this. 
by the time we're like 20, 30, somehow, we will be able to live comfortably off minimum wage. Now, taxes, you're going to have to pay more in taxes and gas and food and all that stuff, but you will be able to live like, everybody will be able to have a house again. Everybody will be able to live comfortably again and have extra spending money. But the thing is, you're going to pay that more in everywhere else. See, when you when you get caught up financially and you become like a girl in this aspect, that's why a lot of people preach stocks, crypto, and they preach that you get a savings account with interest. But a lot of people so also don't preach you, stocks. So and... you be out of inflation because at this rate, the people won't be out of inflation. They will turn to where they are struggling. Yeah, short term, like we say, 50, short term, 50 years. We, yeah, we're making more. But what are we, we going to be struggling on? That's what I want to know. Before you go forward, I need to understand that. What are we going to be struggling on? I'm get that. But no, I need to know that first before I can understand the rest because I'm lost right now. Just fall off. So, I, I can't. Short end, you know to short end, yeah, we might not, houses might not be this much, so reason. But long term, 100 years, if we're still alive, long term wise, everything is going up. House market is going up pretty much slowly. Taxes is going up. Wages going up. Inflation is going up. But we have to live with that. That's the thing. I understand that you guys want to make a change, but I'm going to be a realistic person. We, it's not going to change. No matter how much we want it to change, and I can, and I promise you this, but guys, by two years from now, two years from now, we'll still be home for real. Two years from now, you guys are going to see and I will come back and say it. It's not, we're going to have to understand that we're going to have to live with fine. this. But we're going to have to live with. But but that's the thing. People have to learn how to live with the aspect that this is the world we live in. And this, and we it, I, everybody has these dreams of how, how this, we can do this and how we can do that. And that's all I've been saying this whole um segment is that it's not about you know, what we could do, because everything you said is realistic. Like, it could be done. It's just the United States of America is never it's going really to good. do that. That's why I have that mindset where it's like, if you get rid of corruption, and if you get rid of the unnecessary things that we have, we will further ourselves as people and as a nation, even maybe worldwide. If you tackle this stuff one by one, a lot of these, like, look at Africa, for example. You know how many different countries are in the continent mm-hmm. of Africa? And most of them are at war with each other. Why they are fighting over pointless things that you fighting over what what country, what state Jesus Christ was really born in, or who really you know, like you fighting over the small stuff. It don't matter as long as you got the message of like mm-hmm. treat other people the way you want to be treated. You got so much crazy stuff going on in this world. Man. You get rid of the stuff that is holding us back. All of this is holding us back. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, it, uh, it's 100% is. that mindset where, okay, like a Julius Caesar mindset, okay, well, we got all these seniors, but they ain't doing the enforcing line in their pockets. They setting us back. So, okay, we about to get them all done and we about to secure our role and do what's necessary for our country and for our people to grow and keep growing. I think everything you're saying is 100%. And, you know, the thing when it comes to, like, you know, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, the founding fathers of the um, United States of America, they they had somebody who thought like you. They probably all thought like you. That's why the Constitution was put in place. That's why the Bill of Rights was put in place. Because let me tell you, that mindset, that brain right there, 
is again a scary thing and it's a test of trying to take down the power that United States have. So they're going to do everything in their power not to let one person be able to topple this whole government. And that's and that's honestly what they did is that they knew that that could be done. They knew that all this could possibly happen, but they knew at the same point too that in order for us to stay around for a long time, they're going to have to do it that certain way. And that's why we're at this point where we're at. We know we're going downhill spiral. We know climate change and stuff like that. We're the world where we're going to be at in 30, 40, 50 years. We know it's a bad news, but it's to the point now where it's honestly too far gone. We have to learn just how to keep adjusting to the standards. And that's what we keep doing every couple of years is just adjust. We need to rewrite our constitution because what people, lawmakers, like, I feel like this is something that's, we have these rules set in place where okay, this can't be around social media. But if we knew this was written in so and so back when dinosaurs was alive, mm-hmm. and we didn't have fully automatic machines, we didn't have these like they didn't have what we have now. So okay, we have to rewrite it for this, this, and that. I think they're getting ready because I've seen something. They're getting, they're definitely getting ready to look back at the Constitution you know, and start rewriting it. But the thing about the rewrite is it won't be done until like our grandkids' time. So sure. it won't be done for a long time. It's very sad and stupid. It, it, it is. It, we have, this world has a long way to go until we're back at a place where we can be comfortable. You know, I feel we like... Great. America we, hasn't been great in forever. We have never been great because we spend majority of our spending on military for what we got no enemies we don't got no enemies we ain't in war why are we just sitting on battlefield lines just sitting there doing nothing for five six years like when they could be home home. we do all of our things the wrong way we have all this spending we're putting towards the wrong things we need to be putting up to other things they see see a lot of the u.s citizens you know are scared of uh, um what is it called social evidence no, the European countries. Socialism. Okay, socialism. Mm-hmm. Let's get a socialist idea. I was playing the ABC game again. I was no, confused for a second. These people are scared of socialist ideas where um, healthcare might be free, this might be free, but taxes are higher. If you, I love the Americans. Me personally, I like the Americans. I'm like, it's a rat race. It's fun. It's cool. Whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do whatever they want. You know, just put them away. It's cool. But certain things need changes. I think the problem is. Oh, TT. Oh, she she up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, because it's three. It's three. I'm sorry, I was recording. But the the honest issue is that um. Oh, sorry, guys. We 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 got a lot going on over here. But the honest issue is that we have Chris. Is that in this world, everybody has a different interpretation Ooh. of the American dream, though. You know, I like most the Pope, the current Pope. Why? Because he's a man of God. But when someone asks him about the issues of gays and trans, he said, Who am I to judge? Mm. If I, I guarantee, let me be if I, I could do more work than they did in 100 years. Because, why? yeah, I might not be personal for mm-hmm. a lot of these things, but. What is it? So all it is is that box is from the recording stuff. So, so I, like you know, you know, I might not agree with certain things and certain mm-hmm. ways people think. 
we fighting over mundane stuff. If you don't, that's you. Other people, this is a way other people living. Imagine if one of these presidents goes sideways with the gangs. They're going to shoot Black Lives Matter one. They're going to tear things But that's the thing is that everybody has a different idea of the American dream. Everybody had, you know, my favorite song is um, by T.I. is the new national anthem. And if y'all haven't listened to that, y'all really need to listen to that because it's like everybody honestly just has a whole different interpretation of what America should be like. And that's probably one of the biggest issues why we'll never get anywhere because your interpretation is different from Billy's interpretation, Billy's interpretation different from Rebecca's interpretation. Everybody has a different view and that's the issue. A lot of people don't have open minds one and two. Most of them ain't never been through a struggle, so they don't understand something. A lot of people, I've never, like, I've never been through struggle, Mm -hmm. so I can never go through, like, talk about that because it's different. Even with me going through struggle, if you don't have an open mind and where you like knowledge and you like seeking stuff elsewhere, you could see, okay, what pros and cons this country has and what pros and cons. But you want to know another thing? Another thing is different people have different types of open minds because like somebody may have an open mind and you're having a conversation with them, but you want them to see exactly how you're seeing it. That comes in again, is that that's your way of yeah. looking at it. It's not, it, it's, it's literally, it's Kanye, a, it's a hard, Kanye, yeah. It was like, Kanye is the mic. Joe Rogan is the filter. You know, you're perceiving, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan was understanding what Kanye was saying. It's saying in a way for other people to understand what's flow is like this man really isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. Y'all just need to give this man a chance. And yeah, a lot of people don't see things the same way, but people see money. And what I've been seeing on social media now is when they see Elon Musk, which is man in the world right now, mm-hmm. talk about what his ideal school would be. Now I'm seeing a whole lot of posting what an ideal school should be. Okay, start focusing on a child you know, hard, like what they're good at. Yeah. Instead of just focusing on algebra, throwing them all this, and, you know, re- not everyone might be mm-hmm. good at that. That's why you set it up. This person's good with tech, okay? Let's teach them some tech. They're good with math. See, so you set up your, your, math, your mathematicians going to technology people in the world, and, like, you got to look towards philosophers, and that's why I like, you know, that, I love Italy so much. Mm-hmm. I love Rome so much because they had some of the best inventors, some of the best artists, some of the best philosophers, and we still hold Rome in the U.S. today because why we still look at some of their battle tactics. Mm-hmm. We look at the, our are, whole, our whole democracy from our whole, yeah, our whole democracy is from them. And that's what I don't understand is when our democracy and you know, the way we think is from them, but we don't see where they ended up. We have because we can, and that's what we learned. I learned that last year um, in one of my classes is that is we took the Rome the Roman um, ideas and way of living and all that stuff. But we did have to change it up. And it comes down to the point of, like I was saying earlier, we can never be too identical because when you're too identical, that causes issues. Or being but it's, it's still not the same though. It's still not the same because then the, in the end, when it's time for that fall, it's going to be a different fight, a different scatter. That's where the change is really going to be seen is that we have two different backup plans. Mm. I do believe that we have something that's set in stone. I was talking to my aunt, right? You know, you see this all the time when you know, people in the businesses like mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, Facebook. You know, when things are starting up, we have two people. You see, you have two people. I never get why. If you guys, you see the dream, you see what's going on, it could be great. 
while you try to snake this person, start your own thing. You try to do this, start your own thing. That's why I don't know. I actually the same thing the other day. Why you try to but you know what? We don't have time for this. That's we don't, don't we we gotta we do gotta right. wrap it up. That's why I don't get you know when it comes to corruption. People trying to line their pockets, they're not looking out for the overall better thing that can happen long term. They just look for short term, short term mindset. They got tunnel mm-hmm. So shall we do a phone swap today? Phone swap. Okay, so you can go first. I don't I don't want to go first because I don't know. I need to know how you coming first, then that'll determine how I'm coming. Uh, what was your third last sentence? message? Last sent message? Like three texts ago. Like, you know, you have this person one, this person two. This yeah. Person three, the third. Um, it was to you. I sent you the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Um, um, what was your last DM? Um, all right, my last DM was to Anna. We were talking about them Scooby Doo gummy bears, right? You know, these ones. Oh, yeah, she's on my day now, so I'm like, they're good. And then she sent me this other one, these other two gummy bears. When you say go. Mm. Give me a word of the day, Chris. All right. Word of the day is Empire. We use Empire already. We did? Yeah, we used it already. I already sent that 25 out. All right. Word of the day is corruption. Corruption. So, you guys heard it here first. The first person to DM me the word corruption, you will win a $25 raffle for today's video. Make sure you guys follow you. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow me at jumfiltered on Instagram. Make sure you follow Chris on Instagram at k.aapppe. Make sure you follow Unfiltered and Real on Instagram at Unfiltered and Real, all together, no space. And again, corruption, first person to DM me will get that. Um, This will be after inauguration, so Biden will officially be president. So, yeah. But until next time, I love you. Chris loves you more. Bye.